Hello Miamians and friends from around the world. In this episode, we're going to explore one way commercial property owners within the city of Miami have come together to improve their area and increase business opportunities. Today's guest is Abigail Mahoney, Executive Director of the Coconut Grove Business Improvement District. Abigail will explain to us how the Coconut Grove bid works and how it is structured. We will also learn about some of the main projects they have been running and how they are helping the district navigate the COVID pandemic. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we discuss Miami's international relations. We will showcase Miami's international diplomatic and business landscape and get to know the innovative startups calling Miami home. Meet the people behind the organizations that contribute to Miami's commercial and cultural international growth. Abigail, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? How's everything so far? I'm doing very well. I am enjoying the October weather, this new, slightly cooler experience very delightful. How are you? Great. I also noticed a couple of days ago that the weather was getting nice and cool. So all those Christmassy vibes start arriving a couple of months early. So I was excited. It's nice. It is. It is. Let's start by knowing you a little bit. Can you tell us for yourself? Sure. I'm Abigail. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Well, I think the best way to start describing myself is to actually explain how you and I know each other, right? Perfect. To those of you listening to us, I met Alejandro in City Hall, so right on the beautiful water of Biscayne Bay, and I was working for Commissioner Russell, District 2, City of Miami Commission Office, and Alejandro was working at the time for... Commissioner Francis Suarez, who was at the time the commissioner for District 4. So we we spent a lot of time in City Hall Chambers watching committee meetings and discussing how we can best serve the citizens of Miami. That's right. And our offices were right next to each other. Too. They were. They so were. It, was, it was easy to always cross paths. And I would say that our office was probably the more popular place to arrive. Would you not say that? Oh, yes. You guys had the most <laughs> friendly and open door style office. And I always enjoyed passing by to visit too. Yeah. So that's how you and I know each other. Um, and that's a great segue into the fact that I worked for Commissioner Russell for a couple of years. I was the district director for the northern part of the district, City of Miami Commission Districts. There are five of them. His is District 2, and it sort of tracks, for those of you who are unfamiliar, it sort of tracks along the water up from Coconut Grove to Morningside. And I was responsible for constituent services and sort of liaison relationships for everything north of the Rickenbacker, which meant that I was liaison to the Downtown Development Authority, to the Omni Community Redevelopment Agency. I became very familiar with the homeowners associations, 
And I am now the executive director for the Coconut Grove Business Improvement District, which is a board of the city of Miami. It is in Coconut Grove. It's the commercial district. Our mission is to enhance the commercial vitality of the Grove, which is a really awesome mission. And it's really exciting to spend my days coming up with ways to entice people to visit the area, to beautify the area, to tell the story of why Coconut Grove is so awesome. And I just always have rainbows in the background. Well, you have a great personality that mimics rainbows, so this fits perfectly. <laughs> there you go. And again, for those of you who are listening, my Zoom background is a, it looks like something out of Lisa Frank, but it's, it's kind yeah, it's of... It's like a blend of many shaded colors. It's great. Before we continue on the place of work, yes. you are originally from Miami? I am not originally from Miami. I grew up in North Carolina, small town Davidson, which is where the college is. It's also where Steph Curry played basketball for a period of time. So if anyone's a basketball fan and a Steph Curry fan, that's where I grew up. And then I went to New York City. I went to school in New York City. I worked in New York City. I lived there for 10 years. And I arrived in Miami for a yoga teacher training. And then I immersed myself in, well, actually, then I worked for Zach the Baker, which is one of the best, if not the best bakery in all of Miami. It's in Wynwood. I shout out to Zach and Zach the Baker. Definitely go check it out if you haven't. Also, shout out to the Wynwood Bid, which has helped to support their out dining in Zach the Baker. And then I moved into municipal government. And that's where I exist now. Wow. So from yoga teacher to getting involved, entrenched, is the right word, in city government. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I was in New York City, I worked in social services. I worked in foster care with adolescents in group homes. So I've had sort of a, a wide range of activities. So now the Coconut Grove Business Improvement District, the Coconut Grove bid. Yeah. Right. You are the executive director there. And as you mentioned, that you're focusing on enticing people to visit and to beautify the area. Can we talk a little bit about how you do those functions? How do you beautify the bid? Yeah. So as I mentioned, the Coconut Grove Business Improvement District, it's a board of the city of Miami. And our board members uh, represent stakeholders in the district. Our chairman is Commissioner Ken Russell. As I mentioned, our mandate is to enhance the commercial vitality of the growth so that we do that through enhanced marketing. We do that through capital improvement projects to enhance the infrastructure. So one of the projects that currently working on uh, with the city of Miami is a sidewalk repavement project, which sounds really fascinating. I know. And it is <laughs> because if you think of accessibility and mobility and ensuring that people can walk safely throughout the district, it's very important to have brick pavers that align closely with one another. And for those living in Miami who know Coconut Grove, because of the substantial tree canopy, there are many roots that pop up and disrupt the, the pavers, which can serve as a tripping hazard, which is not something we want when we invite our visitors to the Grove. So we are redoing the brick pavers. We have found 
found a super cool material called Flexi Pave, which can go around the bases of our trees. To, and it's a much more malleable substance and will allegedly help to keep the roots from popping up through our sidewalks and keeping them from tripping. So that sounds really sort of basic, but it's a key to not only providing, you know, an updated infrastructure, but also recognizing the need to support everyone in being able to get around easily in the district. So that's a capital improvement project that we've done. We also, well, I was going to go into a whole thing, but... COVID happened. <laughs> Let me restart on the marketing piece. So, so we, before we uh, continue on to the marketing component, can you paint a picture of what the Grove is so people that are not familiar or listening from another place can have an idea of what you mentioned? It has an extensive canopy, right? So we, And I know that it's very important since I started in the city uh, was that protecting the trees is very important for for the city and for the people that live in the Grove? 100%. Yes. So the area that I um, have the pleasure of working in, the, the boundaries of the Business Improvement District are oriented around the main intersection in the Grove that is Grand Avenue, McFarland Road, and Main Highway. So that's the... If you're looking at that as the hub and the, the streets are the spokes outwards, um, the main commercial district oriented there. So as you're coming down McFarland, you've got Peacock Park to your right. You have the beautiful Biscayne Bay below you. And then you turn on, um, as you round the corner, there is Regatta Park, which is beautiful, beautiful city hall. And then turning left up 27th Avenue, coming back around towards uh, the center of the business okay. district. So I'm, I'm driving in a car for you. Or actually, you. because we are much more, we're focused on pedestrian accessibility, I'm also walking or biking. For those of you who are Miamians, the Mayfair Building, Coco Walk, these are stalwarts of our Copenhagen Grove Business Improvement District. Like that Star Wars. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and the Grove is, is the Grove one of our oldest areas? It is. So it has, it has a very like key feel, keys, right? Very like old Floridian. Bahamian. Bahamian. Yeah. Bahamian style. So when you were talking about the sidewalks, it makes so much sense because everything is very like, I don't want to say small because everything in Miami is very spread out. But in the Grove in particular, those sidewalks and those streets, parking is limited. So I was so working on those areas to help accessibility is important. I, it so is. I think it's a great, yeah. great approach. And another thing that we're doing in terms of accessibility that ties into, um, and I'm sure we'll get to this later, sort of a COVID response, but we did receive permission from Miami-Dade County and the city of Miami to close one of our streets. And this is Fuller Street. Fuller Street is in between Main Highway and Grand Avenue. It's a small street with narrow sidewalks. And we received permission to temporarily close it to vehicular traffic so that the food and beverage institutions along it were able to place tables and chairs out for outdoor dining. 
And so we took a street that previously had a bunch of cars parked on it, and now it is empty of cars and filled with hot pink picnic tables, tiki umbrellas, and lots of people safely distancing and enjoying themselves in the grill. So that's another opportunity to provide accessibility while also supporting our business community, which has been impacted by COVID. By any chance did you paint those picnic tables? I did not. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy making sure that we could place them there. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so we touched on marketing. So what kind of marketing tools do you use? Yeah. So again, because we're in COVID, I think I'll, I'll focus on some of the ways that we pivoted with our marketing we have a pretty robust social media presence. So we have uh, over 65,000 Instagram followers, over 22,000 Facebook followers. Shout out if you don't already follow us. It's Coconut Grove Miami. Highly recommend that you do. And through these platforms, we're able to highlight and showcase our businesses in new and, and important ways. But we're also able to provide virtual programming. So one of the ways that we continue to support our businesses, especially during the closure, was to offer free classes online. So we had one of our yoga studios taught free yoga through live streaming. We had an art studio. Nice. An art class. We, had, we rotated among our restaurants and had different culinary stars in the Grove showcase their talent. We have a Pilates class. So this is a form of marketing that really is specific to the businesses by highlighting what they do and how they do it while also engaging a consumer base to be excited with the classes that are offered. So that was one of the ways that we engaged in virtual marketing for our businesses. We also worked with O Miami Poetry Festival and WLRN Radio, Public Radio, on a concept called Grove Odes, which is based on O Miami's Zip Odes. And this is a it's a project uh, whereby listeners of WLRN can submit a poem based on their zip code. So, for example, in Coconut Grove, the zip code is 33133. And a poem written according to that line would be three words, three words, one word, three words, three words. So it's almost as if it's a mirroring a haiku. It's a, it's a very fascinating and unique form of expression for individuals to discuss their love, appreciation, and add it to it, and they can create a poem. Working with O Miami and WLRN, we gathered Grove-specific poems, Groveos, and we placed them on banners throughout the district. So throughout the district currently, there are over 100 different poems, all written by local residents, all featuring the love of Coconut Grove. So this is a very interesting marketing tool. Number one, it's safe during COVID. It's outside. It's asking people to walk throughout the district to read the poems, 
to find their poem if they've written a poem. And it's community-oriented. So it's engaging people who live and work and enjoy the Grove by asking them to write about it and then read about it. Awesome. It's like it fits perfectly with the personality of the Grove, I think. Yes, exactly. It's a very unique expression. And then finally, one of our marketing tools, which is also an economic development driver, we have a program called Grove Stove. And this is the board of the Business Improvement District allocated $150,000 last fiscal year towards a program where we would pay restaurants $15 a meal. And then those meals would be donated to members of the community who are facing food scarcity and food need. We paid restaurants, as I said, $15 a meal for up to 50 meals a week, which meant that we were delivering over 500 meals each week. By the end of the program, we had over, we had 14 restaurants participating and we delivered 3,221 meals to local Grovites in need, which I'm very proud of because it serves a dual purpose of keeping our restaurants cooking. It meant that people were uh, able to keep an additional line cook on, an additional server. Um, through this program, they knew it was guaranteed income. They knew people that the meals were going to be requested. And we paid a fair price for them. So this wasn't sort of a donation-based act on, in terms of the restaurants. This was really saying, we're going to pay $15 a meal. And we're, that means that you can provide a protein, a starch, and a vegetable. And then 14 different types of meals uh, were delivered to our community. And so we kept our community fed. So Grove Stone, keeping our restaurants cooking and our community fed. Awesome. So is the Grove Stove still a program active right now? It is currently on hiatus. Our funding was allocated through the end of the fiscal year, and we ah. followed the city of Miami's fiscal year, which ended September 30th. Our aim is to bring the program back for the holidays, through the Thanksgiving and winter holidays. Awesome. Pending bid approval, but we'll get that. <laughs> cool. I think I yeah. know the executive director of the bid. <laughs> yeah, she's all right she's cool um question about the virtual programming just to clarify the virtual program that you did those classes that the studios did and stuff like that were online classes that were streamed virtually on the coconut groves bids social media correct oh that's cool yeah. so that's great exposure well, for, for these businesses Yes, it's five classes a week. Yeah, it's great exposure for our businesses, but it's, it's really an opportunity for people to participate as a community as well and find that they love Pilates in the Grove. They love Dharma Yoga and Om Yoga and Art Box and whichever chef is choosing to create a culinary masterpiece. Cool. So to expand a little bit more on the bid, how does it interact with the city? Yes, the Business Improvement District is a board of the city of Miami, and that means that we work very closely with other organizations that fall under 
the larger umbrella of the city of Miami and Miami-Dade County. So we work very closely with our counterpart, the Wynwood Business Improvement District, Downtown Development Authority. From a municipal standpoint, the idea being that we are collaborators and that the people of Miami are better served by organizations who share information, who share ideas, work together. This board is not like all the other boards because you guys have a funding, a staff, you guys can operate somewhat semi-independently, right? Yes, our budget is just under $5 million, and our funding sources come from both folio assessments and certain fees that are allocated towards us from City of Miami services. We operate independently from a fiscal standpoint from the City of Miami, although we do fall under the larger umbrella of the City of Miami. The city does this, these districts, in order to have a more focused approach to when it comes to improving specific areas, right? Exactly. And the bid is formed by the, or was formed, and is continued to be supported by the property owners. So it's the commercial entities that fall within our geographic I know that we're running out of time, and I want to ask you just one more question. How has been the feedback of the business owners in general and through this, of course, pandemic time in terms of like the support the bid has been providing? We have received very positive feedback. Our business owners recognize that it's a challenging time, and we have committed to them that we will be a beacon of information. I would say that there is a level of frustration with the ever-changing regulation coming from the state, the city, the county. And oftentimes that regulation does come sort of at the last minute. Mm. Our job is to take that information and very clearly disseminate it, very clearly and quickly disseminate it. So if there are changes to curfew, to alert businesses so that they know, so that they can remain in compliance. And our overall, our businesses, the feedback I have received, we are responding in a flexible manner to address actual need. And again, that growth stove is a good example of that in that mm. restaurants were ordered closed. And we, we also worked with the city of Miami on outdoor dining so we work to provide additional space for them, for instance, on Fuller Street. But then we also said, how can we infuse a little bit more capital into your business in a way that can keep more people working and do so in a way that is positive towards the community? So paying for meals that then get redistributed to the community. I can, I can second that. I think I've received positive comments, how the city has responded. And I also heard the same, that there's been confusion and uh, when it comes to these rules and regulations and that it's, it's been very fast. But um, I think a lot of people have also been very thankful. A lot of city staff have, and a lot of people in the city have really worked um, a lot to facilitate and like, be flexible and to work with other people, especially restaurateurs. I had an interview with a restaurateur and he mentioned also that the city was working with them on the outdoor dining, that he's more up by the Windwood area. Right. But um, stuff like that, 
has, has really made a difference on these people's businesses. Definitely. That is our entire purpose. So if we're not helping the businesses navigate and survive during a very challenging time, we are not doing our job. And that is my mission is to support our local businesses and the people who are employed by them. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure uh, talking to you and learning about the Coconut Grove Business Improvement District. Very, very happy to be on Miami Global Net. Thank you. Awesome.